Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Midweek Fix. Fight Laugh Feast Network, Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, and I'm the Water Boy. It's good to be with you guys. We have a good midweek fix coming with you. There's, another, got, there's another camera. Why? Where did that one come uh, from? It's always been there. It's confusing. Always? I don't know which camera to look at. It has not. I, I, looked, I don't know which one I'm supposed to look at now. Uh, hey, club members. <laughs> it's closely in your way, isn't it? We thank you very much. Be praying for some of our club members. Some of our club members actually had to cancel because of the coronavirus catastrophe that's going on yeah. in the economy. Oh, man. So Insane. be praying. But uh, you also have the opportunity to really help us with our engagement in media. Join the club. Get a Fight, Laugh, Feast t-shirt. Get a discount to our Nashville conference, which is going to happen, and it's probably going to be pretty big. Yeah, because all, everybody's all the other conferences canceling are everybody's their canceling. conferences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have a blast in Nashville, October first through the third. You get a disc club members get a discount off to that conference. Go also, fightlefties.com. Yeah. This show is brought to you by One Hat. Does your business need a simpler digital workflow? Is your yes. software difficult for new people to learn? <laughs> yes. Are there gaps in your software where it just doesn't do everything you want it to? How'd you know? Well, let One Hat make your life easier with custom software built just for your needs. Oh. One Hat Technologies excels at creating beautiful, easy to use, uh, and powerful business software. Their motto is software craftsmanship to the glory of God. Ooh. They've been in business for 18 years and are striving to live out the lordship of Jesus. In the technology world, mm. One Hat is not a hat company. Mm. It's a software technology company. So take the headache out of your day-to-day business processes with custom software or website or mobile app. Visit onehat.com forward slash crosspolitik today. That's O-N-E-H-A-T dot com slash crosspolitik. Also, One Hat is starting a network of Christian developers. So if you're a developer, Ooh. check it out on their website. And just so you guys know, One Hat saved us on Saturday. Our, web, our, our, our website got hacked. One hat came Them in. Russians. They Man, saved, they don't play. The they saved our corona. They saved our corona. Hey, <laughs> we are very grateful to have with us on the line right now Mr. Jason Atkinson. He has served as a representative in the Oregon House beginning mm. in 98 and then as a senator in the Oregon State Senate from 2001 to 2013. That's like, that's a while. He ran for the Republican nomination for governor of Oregon in 2006 and in the state Senate, he served as deputy majority leader, majority whip, and committee mm. chair. He's a candidate for Congress for District 2 in Oregon for 2020. And the Oregon primaries are scheduled for May 19th. Coming up, Atkinson and his wife, I just say Jason and his wife, Stephanie, live in Central Point with their son, Perry. Huh. And according to Wikipedia, the Atkinsons are Presbyterians. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh so, so he's baptized then. Is that right, Jason? And this is... You guys have got some cool intro music, and then you just start off with a Presbyterian hit. I think you, I think this is going to be fun. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> well, I, I was I was checking out the interview. Well, there was a there was a little press interview that they showed. I can't. It was one of the local TV stations in Oregon. And the thing yeah. that I liked was you got this nice suit and tie on, and I see underneath you're wearing your jeans. Uh-huh. I said, well, yeah. "Oh, I was like, okay, I know about Jason. Yeah, I, I'm down with that. He's telling on himself." <laughs> No, no, it's uh, you know if you if you grow up in if you grow up in in broadcasting, usually usually you know the camera guys, and I'm like, hey man, I don't I don't want to put a suit on for this. Just, yeah, yeah. I mean the make the makeup's bad enough, you know. Yeah, yeah right. a little yeah. younger, but I'm not I'm not putting pants on. Come on. So so Jason, one time this is actually not planned in the interview. I just thought of it now. Um, I I drove from Idaho to California. And I mm-hmm. went through southern Oregon like at 2 in the morning. Yep. 
No one's yeah. on the road. I'm doing, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going kind of fast. And I come through this section uh, where I just start hitting all these rabbits. Like it was, the, it was the craziest thing. I slowed down. I was trying to avoid them. But rabbits were jumping out in front of me on the highway. <laughs> and it was, I must have hit like 30. I'm dead serious. Richard Meltberger was with me. He could testify to this. There was a witness. There was a witness. And I, was, I couldn't. I, I, what's going on with your rabbit problem in southern Oregon? Well, we, we, we didn't. After you blew through, there was no more rabbit problem. In fact, uh, you're you're a bit of a legend. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be great. Oh man! So we were um, we were talking recently about this whole Greater Idaho movement because yes. you know we're over here yeah. in Idaho and you're you're down there in uh-huh. Oregon. And I was checking out your uh, your district. Your district two is like like what is it like eighty percent of the state? It's and the, I, the the seventh largest in the country. Is, yeah. uh, this district has two time zones. Yeah. Oh, wow. It so, does. So are, wow. You, so are you involved in the greater Idaho thing? No, 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 no. No, I don't want to go be with you guys. <laughs> I want to be, uh, if we do anything, we're going with the state of Jefferson. Not, not with the greater Idaho. Oh, yeah. okay. His own state. Okay. You guys okay. got to know your, you got to know your history because, you know, 80, 80, 90 years ago, the guys down in Boise wouldn't pave the roads up where you guys are. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't get your roads paved for years. Oh, yeah. So, no. Uh, we don't want to, we don't want to go through that. Boise, Boise is a whole other state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure. No, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. You hear all kinds of stuff out campaigning and, um, uh, speaking of your rabbit deal, I was sitting with a county sheriff in Union County two days ago, and I said, hey, if I had Corona-19 response team on the side of my Suburban, could I drive as fast as I want? And he, he just grinned and, and didn't answer. So, <laughs> <is> affirmative. <laughs> so uh, tell us about um, what is the situation there for you, District 2? Uh, you've, you've been in Oregon politics for a while. I mean, from, from our vantage point, it looks like, you know, Salem kind of, Runs everything and doesn't really care about uh, the you know the rest of the state. Um, what's it like representing that district? And uh, what what do you think? What, what's going? What's the future hold for you? Well, uh, that's a that's a multi pronged question. I think I think uh, so. Just a, a real quick summary. My parents are you know I grew up in ministry uh, and we had no money. Um, I put myself through undergrad working up to four jobs. When I was a kid, I, I got an internship with a congressman that actually uh, had uh, represented this district, the 2nd Congressional District. So yeah. I was in Washington, D.C., opening mail and uh, learning to feed myself by crashing parties. Um, <laughs> I came back several years later. I put myself through, I lived in Bend for a while. I put myself through graduate school and being then being used to being poor, I ran for the legislature. And in that race, lobbyists all teamed up against me. I had I, all the lobbyists, all the newspapers, everybody got behind my opponent. And my wife, then of 10 months, uh, gave me 100 bucks because she was working. And, um, and I ran a grassroots campaign, and people said I was too conservative, and I was too Christian, I was too this, too that, and I won. Huh. Two years later, the same campaign came up, and I ran to the Senate and won, and I, I kept on doing that. Then I took a break from all of it um, in 13 to see our, we have one son, um, see him through high school, mm-hmm. and uh, I started making movies. 
and mm. uh, going back to my my other work mm. um, in corporate world. So, so, so that's kind of what I've been doing. So, so to to get back into politics, I knew I was taking a sabbatical. I knew I'd come back into it, but um, and I wanted to be at the federal level if the opportunity ever arose. So the congressman who had has has been here for twenty four years decided to retire. Um, within twelve hours, I had recruited. Um, honestly, the the very best team that you could ever hope for in a congressional campaign. Mm-hmm. We, boom, we were on national news. The RNCC put us on the young gun list. We just took off. And um, so it's been great. You know, the return to, it hasn't really been that long of an absence, but the, the return has been great. The grassroots have been great. People have remembered that I'm a, you know, my motto is never be outworked. And um, mm-hmm. so that part's going good. As far as Salem goes and the rest of the state, look, politics is, um, there's two kinds of people in politics. Um, there, there's the, there's the um, people who, who can do something else, and there's people who can't do something else that are in it. And then there's people who throw bombs and try to play martyr politics, and then mm-hmm. there's people that can actually get things done. So, you know, I, I represented a very rural district in the legislature, and on paper, there should be no reason for me to have been successful. But you know, politics is a relational business, and um, I had great relationships, and actually had one of the highest bill passage rates. I had the same bill passage rate when I was in the majority as when I was in the minority. I just did fine. So, you know, um, you know. Nobody ever calls their politician um, with good news. You don't. You, you only call your politician when your pastor can't do it, when your lawyer can't do it, and you're totally. You know, you never call somebody. Hey, things are going great, Senator. Yeah. Um, they only call you with the worst stuff. And so, for me, you know, the lesson of Christ really is servant leadership. Are you going to lead by serving? Are you going to serve people? Do the right thing for them, even if they don't thank you, even if they don't give you credit for it, even if uh, if they do bad things to you, will you still serve them? That's the lesson. Yeah. And so, as long as that's been in my mind, I've been fine. So, Jason, how would you um, be handling the whole coronavirus thing as a, as a congressman? Well, we had a briefing yesterday from uh, McCarthy and his team and, you know, I think there's a lot of panic. I put a statement out on our Facebook page urging people to do three things. Number one, don't panic. Number two, check on their neighbors. You know, and number three, pray for our country. Um, we'll get through this. Um, I think the precautions that people are taking are important. I, the fact that it's going to greatly damage our economy is, is terrible. Yeah. Um, I was in the I, – I drove back. I was on the road for 1,200 miles in the last four days, and and uh, before I even went home, I went to the hospital to check on some folks uh, who don't have corona, but just went to what I do, and um, you know the the hospitals were empty last night, and you know there's a run on, you know there's there's a run there's empty shelves at the grocery store. Yeah. I think things are going to settle down in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of get into a groove of it, and um, we're going to be fine. I think one of the things that's kind of disconcerting to me is how f- 
fast our politicians are ready to grab. Um, so like the Democrats, I see this as like, it's, to me, it very much seems like a power grab for the Democrats. You know, don't do this, close down your bar, uh, don't do that kind of thing. And then on the Republican side of things, it very much feels like they're trying to do everything to keep getting reelected. And so Trump's going to, you know, enact a socialist policy and potentially give everyone $1,000 or some sort of stimulus package. That's or up, two. Or uh, that's upwards to a trillion dollars. Yeah. And and it's just amazing how fast we throw out our principles out the door when a crisis happens. The, the, I look at it a little bit differently. How fast have we as a nation thrown our faith out and put our faith in the government? Mm, better preach. The fact of the, the fact of the matter is is that uh, the only the only people that have been, have been caught by this by surprise by this are human beings. But the Lord hasn't been caught by surprise. Amen. Yep. And in every great tragedy that we have faced, crisis in our in in world history, if you if you if you know your history and if you look as horrible as it is, and I certainly don't make the the prediction or, or panic, but if you look at the great plagues, if you look at world wars, if you look at a time of economic depression, through that terrible time, what happens? There's always a great turning back to the Lord, always. So um, is, is this the time for us to panic? No. Is this the time for our politicians to do what politicians do? No. Are they going to do it anyway? Yeah. But think about it. Think think about it in terms of uh, think about it in terms of of what's really important. People now who have had their hope in their cell phones, they've had their hope in their credit card, they've had their hope in the security of of, of building wealth for their family. Now everything's uncertain. Where does your hope lie? You know this 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 is terrible for for us as a nation, it's terrible for us as people, but I think there's also going to be, you know, optimistically, I think there's going to be a, a great return to faith, and that, that, that's going to be good for our country. So I'm, I really appreciate all that, and I, because I think, you know, absolutely, this is not out of God's control at all, and I am also optimistic that there's going to be revival at the same time. I still have, I mean, I, I look at the history lesson, and I see there's turning back to the Lord, but I also see, like, during the World Wars, uh, we lost a lot of freedom. Yeah, uh, the, we gave a lot over to the federal government. We never got it back, and we never got it back. And you know, nine eleven hit, and we got the Patriot Act. Yeah, and we just rolled with it, become right. like slowly becoming more and more slaves of the state. And so, I'm 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 a hundred percent with you in terms of this is from the Lord, and we should preach the gospel and call people back to repentance. But part of that also means practically saying, and the solutions then are not going to come from the government. The solutions need, if, if we're going to look to the Lord, then we need to recognize there's certain areas that the Lord's given to the government to take care of. Yeah. But there's certain things that's not from, it's not for the government to do. It's for families and churches and communities and local communities to take care of. And I'm, I, I, that's the concern I have is that I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I also wonder, but haven't we actually lost a lot of civil liberties every time we've gone through a crisis? No, I think you're right. Um, and I think you're, I, I think the other thing that is different. Uh, in 2020 that was different in 9-11 or was different in Vietnam or was different certainly in the Second World War is that we live in a much flatter world now. And, um, you know, there is there is the ability for people to consume the news that they most agree with. Um, we've never had that before mm-hmm. in, 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 in terms of a, a national emergency. You know, you can turn on any of the networks 
And if it doesn't fit your personal profile, you can switch and find one that does. You can turn on cross politics. Well, <laughs> well, that doesn't mean anybody's necessarily being honest. What it means is yeah. you consume the news you most agree with. Yeah. Sure. And I think that's that's that is a that's a phenomenon that we don't necessarily know how to navigate. And and at the same time, I think you're right. There is civil liberties that have been pulled back. Running for Congress, um, you know, the republic. I'm a Republican. I'm conservative by the classic definition, and and the Republican Party is split in half right now. Yeah, um, it's 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 split down the middle, and you've got some you've got a lot of bomb throwers that that do really well on one network that are very ineffective, and you've got people that go along with uh, big government and lobbyists, and they're very ineffective. I think the thing is um, that I've been talking to parts of of friends of mine across the country who are also running. It's funny to, to be a freshman congressman and to have a lot of experience going in and to have a lot of relationships going in. Mm-hmm. But we actually see this as an opportunity to reset the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that uh, the Republican Party you see today, I don't think it's the one you're going to see two years from now. Interesting. You know, Jason, I want to ask you, you know, I think you're absolutely right about people having faith in the government. The coronavirus has only revealed how much faith we actually yeah, have in our federal sure. government. If you are elected to Congress, how do you start discipling the people of Oregon to take their faith out of government in the process? Because it seems like the ship has already sailed. How do you get it back to uh, to harbor there? I, and I guess one of the questions, too, in this is um, how do you <laughs> – Tell people I'm going to remove you from the government and take you off of that, so that you can actually have some self-sustaining abilities to not need the government. That doesn't seem like anything is going to get you elected. Well, uh, there's only one there's, there's only one assumption in your question that I, that I disagree with, and that is the first part you said. How are you going to help the people of Oregon? Well, the people of Oregon that are going to hopefully put me into office largely agree with me already, mm-hmm. and this is a pretty conservative part of the world. And so um, I have one opponent who's pro-choice. I've got an opponent that came out against the president, came out against Kavanaugh, came out um, against the Second Amendment, right? And, and this is a guy that's giving me headaches because he's a self-funder and he's got millions of dollars to play with. Yeah. So he's trying to fool people. But the fact is, is that the people in Oregon largely are are in line, I'm actually in line with the people of Oregon. The part of your question that I think is more important is how do you, I build coalitions in Congress that actually get that message out wider than the people I represent? Mm-hmm. How do I work with, uh, people in the South who have got a different economic outlook, right? People who are drowning in debt. You know, it's interesting. My favorite book, of the Bible, uh, my absolute favorite. And I tell it to people who are, not believers. I said, if you want to learn anything about leadership, you read the book of Nehemiah. Every, so there's five of the greatest books of lessons of leadership are in that book. And the last major point is what you think the Lord's called you to do, he's got something better. In the back of that chapter, the part that pastors usually left, leave off is not the completion of the wall. The story is, is how Nehemiah, through his own example, gets people out of debt mm-hmm. and he gets people out of the slavery of debt. Mm-hmm. 
And I, uh, it, it, your question reminds me of that because if, if you look at how do I help influence the country to get out from the bonds of debt, get out from the bonds of an oppressive government, I think that has to be, that's going to be done relationally. I think that's going to be done with a return to that type of focus on our freedom. And, and you know, if, if your listeners are interested, check out Nehemiah. Yeah. Everything you ever want to know is not by Jack Welch. That's funny. And and if the people don't repent, you pull out their beards, right? (laughs) I'm 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 glad I'm away from you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, so I guess the question too that I want to follow up with that is then do you vote for the economic stimulus package right now? I couldn't do that. I mean that's against my philosophy. Mm. Um I think I, I, I get I get nervous when we just add debt to take take a debt. I mean, we don't know. I I I I don't believe we know where the bottom is yet mm. on on where we're at. And so yeah. I've seen this too many times in government where we overreact and we we do something. Um, we 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 try to put more money in and then um, it's not enough. Yeah. Yep. So I, I certainly don't want people to suffer. I certainly don't want our economy to suffer. But I, I, I always get nervous about government. Government, in my experience, ninety-five um, percent of government is a reaction to culture. Mm. It's very rarely leading culture. Mm. So if, um, if you had, if you so had, I, I get nervous about that. Yeah, if, sorry, if, if, no, that's right. I mean, say you're, say you're president for a day. Ooh, and, I like and, this game. And, and you have, you have the bully pulpit. You have a, a press conference. Um, what, uh, what do, you, what do you drive at? What do you, what do you push for? Uh, rather than you know a big stimulus package, sending thousands of dollars of government money back to people. What, what's, what's your philosophy call for? In in today's environment, I mean, yeah. in. Do I, right do I answer yes, your sir, question this moment. in Corona, or do I get an answer from a week ago? No, I better answer the week ago. Well, um, I, I think I think what I I think what I do uh, if I had that bully pulpit is is I would ask uh, our country to stay safe. I would ask people to do exactly what I said. Don't panic. Check on your neighbors and pray. And that, to me, that actually doesn't seem like a light answer. That actually seems like a very smart answer. Um, we, we've got, uh, I, I'm, I'm talking to you guys from my favorite small town, Jacksonville, Oregon. Yeah. We've got oh, 2,000 people living in this town. It's small. Um, it's, it's great. There's, you know, there's uh, four coffee shops. It's got everything I ever want. Yeah, <laughs> and our little our little church is here, and we love it. And there's there's a string of uh, of ladies in our church that the only time they get out is to go to church. Now they're not going to go to church for a few weeks. Yeah, check on them. Yeah. That's what America is. Mm. America is about your neighbor. It's not about what you see on the panic on on cable television with Don Lemon telling you how bad the world is. Yeah. It's actually. Small town to small town to small town to small town. That's the fabric of our culture. Mm. Jason, what's the website where everybody can check you out at? Um, it is Jason Atkinson for Congress.com. A T K I N S O N F O R. So it's Jason Atkinson for Congress.com. 
go on there, take a look at um, our testimony ad just went up. Um, our pro, our first pro-life ad called Jenny has just got to 42,000 this morning, I think. Oh, wow, that's great. Um, we are at a time where we are working as hard as we can to raise money. The coronavirus has actually slowed us down. And so people can make a contribution on there, which would really, uh, really be needed at this time. And we've got, um, we've got some content coming up, uh, in the, in the near future that we believe will go viral. So if, uh, folks could go on there and, and, uh, help us take some of these films out and get them to a wider audience, contribute, uh, would be helpful. And then keep checking back as we release more stuff. It would really help us a lot. I just found friends of Jason Atkinson on Facebook, and I liked and followed it. Yeah, just I, right now. Well, I'm going to do the Thank same you. thing. I recommend everybody oh, I, I'm, do it. I'm I'm sorry, I forgot to say that. Uh, I don't have my my. Yes, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, I hope you do well, and I hope you win, sir. I enjoyed this conversation. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until Sunday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.